Nation, we're back with another episode of the So She Slays podcast. And I don't know, we're making this a little bit of a routine, Chauncey. Chauncey's joining me on more and more podcasts, and I love it. But we have a full studio with Chauncey and our special guest. Say hi, Chauncey. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited to once again join the podcast. This has become my new favorite activity, but I love doing it when I have amazing people that I love to hang out with. And we were able to meet this amazing, amazing person at Culture Con a few months, like a month ago now. It's, it seemed like it's already freaking Has it like, been a month? Because it's already August, Heather. We're, we're almost about to be Christmas why, time. I don't why? 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 But can you please introduce yourself? Our amazing guest of the day, please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Antonia Onyechukwe, and I am an Emmy Award-winning producer and founder and executive director of Real, the after-school film program. See, Emmy Award-winning? Did everyone catch that? Because I caught that, and I was like, ooh, fancy, (laughs) fancy. Now, you can't just sneak it in there without us, like, asking about it, so elaborate, please. (laughs) Please tell us more about that. Yes, so... So I got my Emmy Award back in 20, ooh, 2020, no, 2021, <gasps> either 20, I have to go back. This is bad. This it's is not bad. Well, it's but, okay. I just found oh, out it's like almost holiday season in three months. So that's okay. So we're good. <laughs> exactly. No. So I, I got this from working as a producer for Check Please Bay Area, which is a food show in the Bay Area, which highlights like different food cuisines in the Bay and then we have like people go out and try it and then they sit in the studio and they talk about their favorite places. So sometimes it got a little catty because, you know, you have different people going to these spots and they're like, I hated it. But then someone yes. else who recommended it loved it. So you have these conversations of like the pros and cons of that place. Um, but I was able to produce like 20 episodes producing direct. So I was going out to the nice. restaurant producing them and um, we won an Emmy Award for it and so, that, so was that like a series was that on tv yes, you, like what you've never yeah. seen that it's on, like no. it's on like a like, Cron four i think it is like, i will watch with my mom or something like that i found like rush like mama oakland was from there like all yeah. these different restaurants yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's a great are you a food well are you a foodie that's the question i mean i enjoy food like i'm like one of those people who it's like if people are like oh you gotta try then i'm like oh okay or like but i'm not like in the know i always have to ask somebody for references but all right wait so as since you've been a producer and director for this and your new job that you do which we'll talk about a little bit are Mm. you like a foodie person now were you a foodie person before that job or since you worked at that job like you become a foodie person so i am a foodie person i will say so it's on kqed not Mm -hmm. crowd4 oh it's not on crowd4 yeah i know it's all the case it's right okay (laughs) Hey, KQED has some good programs. Oh, PBS, PBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. 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 So um, I've always been a foodie. I love, I love food. But the thing is, I love to bake. So Um. I'm always whipping something in that oven or making like a no-bake cheesecake or a no-bake or a pie. So it's like Oreo cheesecakes. You can't say that right now. We just talked about how we all just worked out. (laughs) No, I'm starving. (laughs) Cheesecake is my most favorite favorite. thing on earth. So you're like no bake cheesecake. "Mm -hmm." It's like it. It's a whole thing or like um, brown butter, banana bread with (gasps) chocolate chips. So I've always been a foodie. And so working with KQED and even being in the food space now, it's like, so it's a marriage of two worlds. Like I love film, TV, media, and then I also love to cook. Oh my god! And gosh. so being in those spaces, it's like it's heaven, y'all. 
Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it for a second. You're oh saying all my favorite things. So right now, what's your current job? So people who do not know you too well just yet, but they will. Yes. So I am a video acquisitions um, producer right now. I am recruiting some of the top fun, exciting, new, undiscovered food influencers all over the social webs. And so I pair them with the content that we create uh, monthly. And so it's just been a thrill to like pick out the people who have been doing the work and making some really good bomb ass food. And so being able to put them on this really big platform to give them shine and have diverse talent is like everything. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm pretty much like the fairy godmother in a sense. Oh, we love that. Oh my God. You You are living in a paradise right now. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, that sounds, I'm so hungry now. Thanks a lot. I mean, I watch all like the short videos and all this kind of stuff. Like, I mean, that's how I get some of my recipes into like try at home. Like I kid you not, because I mean, I'm like, I'm gluten-free and like all this stuff, but it's like, I also eat really, really healthy, but I hate spending forever in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not about it. I'm not going to be in there for two or three hours. Like you got me for an hour tops. So you better come up with something that's good. That's you too. (laughs) That is me. And so we did like shameless plug. Girl, give us, give us. So there's an app called Botatui and it's just like chat GPT, but it's filtered out for just only recipes within the tasty world. So when you go on the app, Botatui? But I know it's cute. But that's so cute. And so, <laughs> and so it's only for Apple. So if you have an Android, I'm so sorry. But for Apple users, you go onto the app, there's a Botatui, and then you can just search like easy Stop recipes, it. vegetarian cuisines, all that okay. stuff. Okay. I, I love the shameless like healthy, like gluten free, you know, 30 minutes, one pan. Yeah. Give me some ideas. Okay, yep. so basically, I'm gonna. I love this shameless plug because now I'm about to look on my phone after this podcast. But we can talk about food all day because I'm like I love to eat, and food loves me. My hips doesn't love it, but food loves you me. You know what? Life is short. <laughs> Life is short. And one of my favorite things to do though is like if I have leftovers or odds and ends in the fridge, now I'm gonna download Botatui and I'm gonna be like, this is what I have. Like, find me a recipe (laughs) okay that sounds amazing okay so back to the back to the real world and not the food world okay because i could do like i said i could do this all day i love food um so tell us more about everything you do so we have so many questions yeah no you do have the you have the um real oakland now yes tell us more you have gotten featured on the news there in the bay area about this program this after school program which by the way i'm a huge fan of as somebody who's in the um video production like industry themselves and started out in the bay area before moving to la um I never had something like this so can you just tell us what real oakland is what's it about Yes. So I guess I can start from the beginning. Yes. Start yes, from the beginning. Start how you started. Where else are you going to start? <laughs> we need to know who you are. Tell right. Us. So I've always been a fan of like film TV. So like growing up with Nigerian immigrant parents, they kind of already have my life laid out. So it's like either be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, nothing else. And so for me, my imagination and like being able to watch TV and film, it always took me to another world. So like when I was playing with Barbies, play with my dolls, I always created this abstract universe, like using my shoes as a car or an airplane or using the shoe box as their home. Like 
creating all these things. So I knew there was something about stories that I absolutely loved. Mm. And so when I went to high school, I wanted to like ignite that passion. Not that I was playing with dolls in high school, but okay. in high school, <laughs> I, always, okay. I always knew that I loved story. Like that same love just trailed and followed me, you know, into high school. And so I wanted to do a program or I wanted to get into a program that had that, but it didn't exist. And so when I went to grad school, that's still fire and flame and love for storytelling was still there. And then finally, um, I went back to my old high school to do a guest talk. So they brought back the alumni and you can talk about your life experiences, blase, blase. And one of the things when I got on campus was film. Like it just said, have a film program. And I'm like, what? No, I'm still in grad school. Um, I don't know why I would want to teach kids how to film when I'm still learning myself. Like I'm in grad school to fail for a reason so I can do better when I get into the real world. And so when I left after the guest speaks um, or the guest talks, I that feelings kept coming back and kept saying, you need to start a program there. You need to start a program. And so I pushed it off, pushed it off, pushed it off. Until one day, it was so heavy on my heart to create this program or to reach out. And I was like, look, if this is meant to be, maybe they're looking for something like this. I kid you not, I emailed the after school coordinator who initially invited me to go and speak to students. And I told her, I was like, I have this crazy idea <laughs> about starting a film program at the school. And she, you know what, she respond back to me. She was like, that's crazy because we were literally thinking about starting a film program. See? What you know See? about the universe. Right there. So, what you know about the universe. universe. Listen, that's, I can yeah. go all day about that too. Mm -hmm. So I I started the program. That was the first day. Like we laid out the foundation of it. I did it for at that school for like about a year, two years. Um, each class time was always packed with students who did our films. Um, and so the way the program works is that our students work together like a film crew. And so they develop two short films together as a crew. And then we showcase it at the New Parkway Theater in Oakland with the community. In the oh, midst of the program. I love that so much. <laughs> thank you. That's They're so like, cool. it's, it's fun and it is so dope to like, put in things that I wish I had growing up. And so just being your own boss and just like, well, I want to do this now. I want to have networking events. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to get the kids like excited about filming. And so we've done like networking events in Oakland with filmmakers, um, our film festival, film trips to Pixar studio, animation studios. So we honestly, have honestly, I would like, <laughs> I'm not in video production like Heather, but like I love film and I love like everything film. And honestly, I wanted to be a producer growing up. That was like my goal as a child. Like I want to be a film producer so bad or, or a music video director. And I blame making the making the video MTV growing up. I was like, right. I want to be a music video oh director. God, that was like my shit. Yeah, right. Like making the video, you yeah. see like, you know, insane or like anyone just make their video. And honestly, like we didn't have like a program like that for film. Like that was just something that was not even on our radar. Like you go to either college or you go to mm. trade school. And that's all. There's no like real film programs There's that no were guidance. for you. And especially your parents. Like, of course, and back in like when we were in school, 
they're like oh you go to college and that's it they don't have like we don't know anything about film like you just get that business degree get this degree and you're done that's all you got like you ain't exactly. doing nothing and they had school like film schools but my mom was like this my dad like this i've never heard that okay you want to go to a state school or a university so i feel like if i had a program like yours growing up I would be able to tell my parents more about it and have them have more insight and be like, this is what I really want to do. And actually figure out if I actually want to really do it instead of just seeing it. So the idea that your program is doing this, especially in the Bay Area, which Bay Area has so much talent that yeah. people are so undiscovered until they get big. And it's nice to see the Bay Area actually on the map now with people like Zendaya and everything like that. But it's so nice that you go in and you actually give people a voice kids a voice to go see pixar like because pixar is right in the bay area people don't know that exactly it's so many resources beautiful campus it's hella resources and that's like the main thing too it's like not just our students i'm also making sure we're talking to our diverse students people yes in our communities that part don't know pixar is in your backyard it really is in your backyard like you can see tour story seven eight in your back are backyard you're just like (laughs) Like, I did not know Pixar was, until I started, like, you know, when you get graduate from college, we started looking for jobs. You see Pixar, I was like, Emeryville? I said Pixar, like, where Tom Hanks in the back? I was like, that's so crazy. You know, let me some Tom Hanks. Okay, that's, the, that's, the, that's Oakland alumni right there. That's We're Oakland. trying to get him to do some stuff with us. I've It's been years. Tom, bruh. You like, know. We're really trying to get him to partner with us. I'll talk to you later about that. I might have a hookup yes. for you with that one okay cool heather knows so So, but like honestly like it's just crazy like and i love that you're reaching out to diverse students because we don't get that kind of chance often and i know there's a school in oakland the performing arts school that everyone Mm -hmm. goes to which is an amazing school but there's people who can't afford to go there Mm -hmm. so we need to find people in that community who can't go but still have that same opportunities Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think, too, with our program, what we do offer, like it is free for our students. So they're not paying a dime. Like they're using Sony. F-R-E-E, dang. Listen, wow. they're paying top notch. Like our teaching artists, which I didn't mention, they're actual like industry professionals. So oh. they're using their knowledge, professional skills and like giving that back to the students. And it's just like this really dope dynamic seeing that these industry professionals are in the classroom giving firsthand practical tools to create the student or to help students create their short films. It's like Mm -hmm. the amount of access we're providing for free is something that you would get at a university level. Mm -hmm. And our students are getting this at the age of 14, 15. So by the time they get to college, they already know what they're doing. They They actually can go in college and not be lost in classes, which is crazy because like you go to college like this. I don't know what the hell's going on here, but I'm gonna figure it out. Well, because now you can do it. Exactly. I was just going to say, I'm like, because I mean, myself and I'm sure all of us, like if we had taken, if this had been available, obviously things would have been different for us, like as, as kids growing up, but like I remember going to college and having a vague idea of what I thought I wanted. And obviously that all changes and morphs the more you find out things. But I remember I had to take a video production class. I had to take two of them. And I was like, why am I learning all of this now? I should have been doing this like way before so that like I could actually have artistic like thought processes and and intention when you do things. And like now you're providing this opportunity for kids 
to already come into this space and just like have a sense of self like oh my gosh yeah and we're also like the way we run it too is with these films we're not imprinting excuse me we're not imprinting any of our own like Mm -hmm. personal stories like they're coming up with these stories on their own so I made mm. that like top priority. I'm like, I don't want any teaching artists, even myself, like to be able to imprint your own personal journeys on their stories. You can help them formulate the ideas, but essentially it's all them. So they're putting their voices 110% in each film. So tell me about Ooh. some of the projects that have come out of this program. Yeah, so... We've done documentaries, narratives, and animations. Animation projects have been a little bit, we have not picked that back up in a minute. Um, Cause we're tired. That's also, <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hella hard. Yeah, animation. like animation's hard. Like I have a friend who does it and I'm just like, dude, what the hell? Like, what is this? Like, it's hard. It's math. It's a it's lot math. going on. I can't do math. Like, <laughs> so I went to art school for a reason. I, went to, I, got, I got the basic business degree, guys. Right. <laughs> the basic, right? Mm. Exactly. I mean, it's it's not for to me. It feels like math. So that's why it is. It is. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. A lot going on with animation. So we'll tap back into that space. I don't know when. I don't want to put a date on it, but we'll we'll work something out. You put that but, in the universe. Um, exactly. <laughs> put it out there. Exactly. But the other projects we've done are like documentaries. So like one documentary we worked on was at the Hayward Plunge. Um, I used to the- love going there. Yes. But it's it was quote unquote haunted. So yes, our it was. Student, like, it was. Went- it wasn't really. I, mean, <laughs> I believe it was. As a someone, as a as a look, as a, a person who used to go there, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of talks and speculation. And so that's what the documentary was about of figuring out is it really haunted? Because those students love spooky okay. stories. Okay, can you give me a quick synopsis? Because I did not know Hayward Plunge and I don't know anything about it. So can you so, uh, those of us that are in the audience who are like, what the hell are you talking about? Can you give me a synopsis? I, I'm not I'm not fully an expert, y'all, so don't come at me. But it's supposedly there's a there's a hell of stories. Like one of them is like there were some murders happening behind the plunge. Like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. is the plunge mm-hmm. like a hangout spot or something? Is it like a what is it? I mean, Chauncey, you may know more. I mean, it's a swimming pool. It's a swimming, it's a swimming pool. pool. Oh, like, oh, it's okay. It's like, it's like, it's like, like this, a public pool? Or? It's a public yeah. pool that okay. you go swimming lessons. Like you have like events there. Like if you're even people who did like train for the Olympics when they were younger started yeah. there. Okay. It's, it's like a big staple in Hayward. I'm from, like I used to live in Hayward. Like that was something you do after school or mm-hmm. on the weekends. I'm not a swimmer. I'm gonna put that out there for you guys right now. I'm not a swimmer. That's not my story. <laughs> but I used to go with my friends because people have birthday parties there. That was like a spot to hang out when you're in elementary school. Like elementary, I was there elementary years. But there was like all these like waters will just like shake by itself kind of thing. It was creepy. Like it was like someone who drowned there and they never found the body. It was like some crazy story. Yes, like yes, the hammer plant was for the streets. It was really for the spooky streets. I was like, you could just oh god. Like oh, yeah. and murders behind like the the it was building. Only, imagine and stuff. only murderers in the building, but only murderers in the pool. Like it was some <laughs> wild stuff going on. I'm not even kidding you. Like yeah. the stories I heard and the stuff I used to see them like this. Oh, that's spooky. That's spooky. <laughs> that's a little creepy. Yeah. But, but, the there. The, but the thing is, like, we have these young kids going out there exploring it. 
it's still yeah, open. You know what? I'm it's for still it. open. Oh, they should close that yeah. down. They should close that down. <laughs> yeah, but like, but it's it's those sort of access that we provide for our students. It's like you had a dream, you had a vision, you had an idea, and you're going out, and now you're filming it. That's so cool. Oh my God, I love uh, that so much. So how, okay, so the progress, is, how many schools are you at currently? So we've downsized because we were doing some like restructuring mm-hmm. with like internal, like how we want to do the curriculums, lesson plans, all that good stuff before we expand out further. But I, um, not ideally, generally, like we've touched about 12 schools in the Bay Area. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you. But this upcoming school year, like I said, we downsized. So we have like about four to five schools. that we're going to That's still so amazing because honestly, with the whole post pandemic and everything, like schools are not the same anymore. Girl, like we all my, out here trying yeah. to figure it out. Yeah, like my goddaughter, she's in junior in high school and they're still doing online classes for most of the day like half your classes are in person and half your classes are in online that's still it's a cr- thing yeah like they're doing it. it's like in the it, i live in the bay area so they're still doing that there's certain schools that still do that so i'm like four to five the idea that you're still in you're still in the programs is amazing because a lot of programs got so shut down after the pandemic so that speaking of the pandemic the panorama so when they did, <laughs> when they did I, love that. I love that when she came through, we almost shut down. Um, I said, hold on, sis. Like, we're not about to do that. So we did have to, like, pivot and go virtual. And that yeah. was, like, that actually was probably one of our best years yet. Like, more access. So, oh, how so? Access. It was more access. Um, our students were, like, using that that time to, like, really talk about how they were feeling like it was just a really great one more space and that's one thing we do have with our program it's like we create it to be I always say like a therapy session that's what that's what it is yeah because like during the pandemic when we were virtual I would like come into some of the classes as our teachers were teaching and one of the the students she was like hey y'all can we just pause like I'm having a really bad day like some girl my dad like can we just pause and I was like say what now <laughs> look by the way these young kids know themselves they have I, great mental oh, health like they know they have boundaries they give, and i they love give that me and i think such that's, hope they give me <laughs> hope that i wish hope. i was them growing up yeah but like it's great <laughs> that like she's like can we take a pause because in in the film industry it's a lot of behavior that's you know or you know it's a lot of moving parts in there's, film antics. Industry. there's antics thank you chaos may in the words of rick james mayhem okay mayhem <laughs> okay <laughs> And it's good that these kids are these young adults are taking the chance to like say let's have a pause session. I love that your program was still going on and you know the pandemic because there's no outlet for them to create to be creative. It was like always like, what's the next step? We're gonna do? Are we gonna be okay next tomorrow? Like the idea that mm-hmm. have a, to still use their imagination is amazing that you provided them for sure. And I do want to correct myself because I don't want to like I know I kept saying kids, but these young adults and students like they have a voice too and i think yes we overlook them i know we say this so many dang on times but like we overlook their experiences like they're living and breathing the same things we are enduring right mm-hmm. even though we shouldn't yes. minimize their voice what they have to say what they're dealing with or trivialize it like the things no. that come out of these discussions we have with them it's like it, it's hella relatable it's like, oh, yes. dang, like you're dealing, I, I dealt with that last week. Like, how yes. do we help each other heal? 
I you know first of all, I love how you said hella, like you're straight up from the bay yeah. for saying hella. <laughs> but it is true. And the thing is, I think the reason why we say kids sometimes is because we look at them like, oh man, they're young. Like we're not we're not kids anymore. We were the kids not that long ago. So I'm like this. I like, mean, I still feel like a kid. But... I'm still a kid at the heart. Like <laughs> I know I am. Grown ass kid. I'm a grown ass kid. But yeah, these like you said, these young adults are just doing more powerful things or and having a voice and they have the same experiences that we go through just a different just a different time period yeah it is and sometimes they may experience it for the first time an emotion that we've probably went through so many times already in our life mm-hmm. but they're still experiencing it yeah right mm-hmm. and still need to navigate it they still need to identify what this emotion is so it's it's like we're all experiencing the same in a sense mm-hmm. you know yes. we shouldn't just put like these barriers we should just be that support system. I mean I just want to like pause for a minute and give like <laughs> flowers where they're due for all of us just because the fact that like these young adults can have the voice and the vocabulary to even express the things that they're going through like I don't think I had that at 14 probably out chasing boys uh that's pretty much what I was doing um, um like zero we- cares for anything else so the fact that now we are fast forwarding and even though we're grown ass kids, we're adults in their eyes. And, you know, it, it's it's so enlightening and inspiring to kind of be able to be like, wow, like they have the emotional EQ mm-hmm. to give, voc- to have vocabulary enough to express. It may not be, you know, spot on because they're still learning, but it's well enough for us to understand, okay, this is where you're coming from. This yeah. is how this is how I can approach this with you. And Lord, if that ain't some good news, let me just tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you because we like I saw this meme yesterday on Instagram and my friend sent it to me. He's like, we were like, I guess it's a song by 3LW, No More. And yeah, like, we were, oh, yes. yes. I was like, we were, I remember, and the meme was like this. Remember, you were singing this in your heart, not in like the eighth grade. But to who were we singing it to? Nobody. <laughs> I was singing that song on my ch- chest. Like, I was like, no, dude, I used to sing Mariah Carey, my all in eighth grade over this guy named Mark. And I was sitting <laughs> in my room just singing that heart, singing my heart out to that song. And I had, I don't know what kind of emotions there were, but I look back, I was like this. I was, I was, I don't know what kind of heartbreak I was going through. Listen, that, that was me and Sierra Promise. I, I was <laughs> directed to this guy that I was like, green eyes, just a beautiful man. Beautiful like, man. The Michael Ely look like, oh, the green eyes. Okay. Like I tell you, like, I remember seeing in my room in eighth grade, singing My All by Mariah Carey. With my heart, I say, Mark, please, I love you. I was in eighth grade. I had no idea what was going on in my life. <laughs> so were we. That is hilarious. But see, it's good to hear that, like, compared to what these kids have now, like, they, these young adults, like, they have, they're able to express their emotion. They're probably telling the person they're into, hey, I like you, and that's mm-hmm. it. I'm grown as hell, and I still can't tell a person I like them. Heather <laughs> knows that. I mean, so, hey, look, vulnerability was not something that this world, when we were growing up, and even still now, really encouraged, okay? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's something, like, vulnerability, I I don't know if y'all are reading the attachment styles or know about yes. those. But, Girl, yes. Uh, <laughs> come talk to us. Listen, yes. that was just last year when I discovered all of that and, and practicing the art of vulnerability. I would say now I'm, I'm, I'm a long way. You know what? It's, 
snaps that's right (laughs) it's an ongoing journey but see but like the idea that like your program is giving young adults a voice to actually be vulnerable be creative and be feel safe to be creative because like we said earlier our parents had different dreams for us like you're gonna be a doctor you're gonna be an engineer you're gonna be a nurse you're gonna be a business person or just go to college but now you provide a space that is safe for young adults to be creative and actually give their parents knowledge of what their kids are doing (laughs) so exactly they're not running rampant like they're putting their creativity in a safe space you're giving them options to be curious Mm -hmm. That's true. And I will say, I, I was one of those students that listened to their parents. Well, I Girl, I mean. I'm one. I feel like my mama. But when I, before I went to college, I did take her advice to do business. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. Like, I, I was failing so bad to the point where the school called, called me in and was like, either you switch your major or you're going to be here for seven years just trying to catch up. Ooh. And I knew in that moment, I was like, I got to do what I love. Like I can't mm-hmm. just be following a dream of someone else. Mm. And so that's when I entered into media and I never looked back and I'm still doing business. I was, so yeah, it's out. always business yeah, at the end of the day. Like, oh, look, yeah. okay. Having a business foundation or at least like knowledge, know how I feel like is good. I feel like that's good in general. That should be part of your prerequisites or your GE or whatever, just so that you have a vague idea of what mm-hmm. the heck is yes. happening. Um, but I had the same thing. Like when I was going to college and all that kind of stuff, like I had an idea. I thought I was going to be in news. I really thought I was going to be a reporter and I did for like two seconds. And I was like, this shit blows. Um, I was not about it. Uh, you were so uh, good though. You were so good at it. I was it. not about it at all. Bro. There was like 0.0 creativity. And it was just like, I was not, I loved talking to people and interviewing people. And She's so good at that's, it. that's what's translated, but <laughs> There was that time and in in I'm hoping because of your program, kids are having these light bulb moments a lot earlier than what we did because my light bulb moment was in my production class and we were doing live TV and also like sitcom multicam TV and all this kind of stuff. And we were allowed to make our own shows and cast and like do all of the projects ourselves. And I remember... There was a moment where we where I was, I think I was directing and um, I like remember sitting in, in the freaking studio and being like, I want to do this forever. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I just want to do this forever. Like, I don't and know what I have joy. to do to do this, <laughs> but I'm going to do this forever. <laughs> um, and yes. It's just like, oh, my God, it, if I knew that at 14. Yeah. Do you know my trajectory would probably be a little less like scattered? <laughs> but so you're are you just located in the Bay Area or do you want to expand? Because you live in LA. I yeah. am in LA. And so I do want to expand. Um so right now, like I mentioned earlier, like we were restructuring our curriculum, the program, all that good stuff, because that is like our our ammo to expand if that makes sense so now that we have like that solid foundation and we've tested out how it looks last year and we're doing it again this year once we're successful again because i'm putting that out there we are going to be successful again yes um, but not in the universe yes we will expand to like la texas new york i don't know yes so we'll be everywhere internationally one day soon and actually no on the microphone sorry it was a 50-year hip-hop awards last night (laughs) No, but I love that. So 
we all know what's going on with Hollywood right now. I only know because I go on Instagram a lot and I'm a freaking fiend of like content. And then Heather puts me on notice about what's going on. So AI, (laughs) (laughs) Heather. Yeah, no, AI is a thing. Like obviously everybody in the industry, they be having some issues right down to some reality TV stars talking about unionization over here. Um, So I just want to know like, your thoughts as someone who's also in the industry, but also someone who's like teaching the young adults and to come up through this industry and how you think AI and the state of our industry is going to be. Do you got thoughts? I feel like you have thoughts. Yeah, I do. I just think with AI, well, first of all, so many thoughts. Right. I think I'll, I'll condense my thoughts though. Um, but I just think that with AI, it does take away from the original ideas and original thoughts of our creators. And I know that's something I've expressed with my team at Real um, because our students, they, they know what chat GBT is and they know other mm-hmm. forms of AI. And so I wanted to make sure that our teaching artists knew that that is not a tool our students need to use to create their stories. We've been doing this for years now with our organization and that's not something that should be the first initial thing students can use. It's a tool, yes, but it shouldn't be a thing where you're creating your ideas and putting it out there. Everyone has creative juices. Everyone has a creative flow. And if you're stuck on it or stuck on that, take some time, you know, reset, re- reevaluate the work you're working on. But I really want to make sure our students know the value of their original thought and voices and not relying on AI to like come up with that. Mm-hmm. As far as Hollywood is concerned, the same, same thing. I, I just truly believe that original thought should always be king mm-hmm. above everything um, in original voices. I, yeah. And pay people. Pay, <laughs> pay people. people Damn it. Give them money. Like, why are you having this conversation every year? Why, why is it an issue? I don't. Um, oh, girl, I feel like. Yeah. Mm. We can open up Pandora's box if we ain't careful. Like, (laughs) it's crazy to me. Like, the idea, like, don't get me wrong, like, ChatGPT, like, you know, it's helped me out a few times for certain things in my life when it comes to, like, work stuff. But, like, the idea that people are not able to have creative flow anymore is crazy to me. The idea, like, I'm sorry, the best shows I've ever watched growing up is from people who had childhood trauma Mm. and they write. And that's, like, I highly doubt that ChatGPT had childhood trauma. And that's the best stuff I've ever watched on TV. It's like people yeah. are like their authentic selves and you can tell when the writers actually care about their work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the idea that young creatives are probably feel impacted that like one day their job can go away before they even hit the ground running is scary to me. It is. It's very heart. terrifying. And I, and it just, it's, it's just, yeah, it's a waste. It is. It's, it's, it's such a waste. Yeah. And I think it's like one of those things too, where, I mean, I'm right there with you. Like, it can be used as a tool, but you have to know how to think for yourself first before you start implementing things Um, because then you at least know your capabilities and you're not having somebody else tell you your own capabilities. I mean, that's what AI is going to do. Not to mention, you know, all the AI technology with being in front of the camera um, because I'm a part of SAG. And so it's like, you know, hearing all of their um, 
breakdowns and, and what they're fighting and all that kind of stuff. Like it, it is, it's so heartbreaking because you need actors just as much as you need the people who are making the actual like physical <laughs> um, piece of art themselves. And I'm sorry, there's no computer out there that's going to be able to trap that type of emotion. Like, I'm sorry, AI could not have generated Barbie. And, and had the same impact and the human experiences and the message and all that kind of stuff. You're just not, it's not going to happen. No. No. Oh my gosh. Well, I kind of feel like we, we hit everything today, guys. Yeah, so like, we, We've been all over the place with this. <laughs> <laughs> we went oh. from wellness to food or food to wellness <laughs> to like AI to like the world. What is going on? Well, we told you it was a conversation. We did not lie about that. We'll have a conversation. Right. But tell everyone <laughs> where they can find you. Be, be able to like be a part of this. Whatever we need to do to make sure this program continues to grow. How can people actually follow you and get to know your program and be a part of expanding the program? program awesome so we recently um put ourselves as real so we used to be called real oakland and so mm -hmm. we're still under real oakland as our business but the nonprofit that we recently switched over to is formerly known as real r-e-e-l and the reason why we did that is because since we're going to be expanding we want to make sure that each city that we highlight has their own unique name so like real mm -hmm. austin real new york real paris yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so where you can find us is on Instagram. So we still have Real Oakland. You can find us there on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter or X. Girl, whatever it goes by now. You know, it's HBO, Max, whatever. It's like a thing. It's there. <laughs> yeah, one of those. And then um, you can also go on our website called realfilms.org. So R-E-E-L films.org. And if you want to be able to donate, um, that there is a button on our website. And if you want to volunteer, we also have a volunteer form as well. And we would love to see your faces and see you, you know, give back to the next um, feature filmmakers and the next game changers of Hollywood. So how do um if if I'm a student or a parent with a student or whatever, how do I find out if you're in my school or how do I sign my kid up? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> so you can reach out to us um, at our email, hello at realoakland.com. And so you can reach out to one of our team members and then we'll definitely set you up with the school. But usually we recruit internally to our school sites. So we reach out to those after school coordinators and then we make that happen that way. But if you have a child that is super interested in what we do, please hit us up and, and advocate for your school so that we can make that happen. That would be amazing. And we have done that in the past. So happy to do it again. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for the future. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Slay Nation, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Thank you to Chauncey and our beautiful guest who has enlightened us with all of her real Oakland, but also like real talk as well um you see what i did okay. yeah <laughs> all right i'm over it <laughs> all right we'll talk to y'all later and until next time slay nation thanks for listening <laughs>